Welcome to the pod, my male and female squirters. What is up? Welcome to Poo Poo Platter, everybody. That's Justin Perez. This is Justin Perez. That's and, Justin Perez. And the person whose voice isn't beautiful is Michael Coscarelli. What did you say? What did you say? That's right. You I am Michael like Coscarelli. You bobcat impression. Shut the fuck up. And I mean a the bobcat? animal, not the comedian. Oh, my God. Uh, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to Poo Poo Platter, where we serve you a variety of bullshit. Yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> It is a variety of bullshit. Later on in the program, we have Mara Merrick, very funny comedian, uh, who was on our Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch podcast when it was still uh, that. Uh, she's great. She has a podcast called Happily Happy Never After. Yes. Uh, it's about life after divorce. Very funny. So definitely go check that out after you check out this show. Uh, but before we get into that with Mara, uh, I think it is only appropriate, as we always do, Justin, to ask, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I, I, I've had off from work. I've hung out with some Believe friends. it or not, you need to get closer to the microphone. Oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> Justin um, just picked up his dog yes. and just moved completely away from Sorry, the microphone. I am a father. I rescued her. <laughs> who rescued who? Um, yeah, I had off from work this week. Uh, I've been hanging out with friends. I've been getting my apartment together. I've been shopping. I've been going to the beach. I went to the beach with a close personal friend corinne fisher our executive producer we went to seaside beach uh, i'm sorry we went to point pleasant in new jersey which if you've never been uh how would you describe it mike i like point pleasant quite a bit it's the beach that i grew up going to when i was a kid it is uh classy seaside heights it's the family friendly version of the jersey shore yes it, it, until 10 o'clock comes around and then it's just like the rest of the shore and then it's a bunch of fights <laughs> with the guys with gelled hair yeah a bunch of men with gelled hair jenks is one of the top like guido bars in the in the in the area yes jenks is is it's it's a, it's both at seaside and point pleasant no no it's uh just at point pleasant oh well. but it, it during the day it's like a family like they have like a like a grill and they have yeah, they like have, a little restaurant jenks, is, jenks owns the beach itself and you have to pay admission yeah which is a foreign thing if you're not from new jersey yeah it's a private it's a privately owned beach you pay nine dollars to step foot on sand New Jersey. Listen, New Jersey for a blue state has a lot of Republicans living oh, there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they own a lot of shit. Hey, you want to get on my property, you got to pay some money, okay? Jenks, <laughs> yeah. you want to get to Jenks Beach? <laughs> you got to pay some money, all right, guy? Uh, and uh, Jersey's known for having private beaches. They have a lot of uh, grills and stuff. We went to the Tiki Bar over there. Yeah, me and Corinne, Tiki Bar. Uh, and me and Corinne were shocked to find that Jenks is carrying Beyond Meat. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Fake and meat. You're a homo and love that stuff. <laughs> you won't eat meat. You cannot say that anymore. No, and, I did. Well, uh, and I love fake meat. I love Beyond Meat. I love Impossible Burger. And the last place in the world I think would have it somehow has it. Yeah. It's truly shocking. Uh, I think they only have it because they realize that they can charge more for it than they would for a regular burger. How much is an Impossible Burger at janks as opposed to at well like, it's beyond meat um two different things oh, excuse uh me. beyond meat at janks was like 14 dollars, and a regular burger was like 11 dollars. so 14 dollars at janks so where would it cost in like a like a place that isn't overrun by uh, all my uncles and cousins well there's an impossible whopper at burger king yeah and it's about four dollars that's a lot cheaper <laughs> yes as is everything at burger king yeah it's a lot cheaper 
Burger uh, King. That's promo code poo 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 for fifty percent off of your Impossible <laughs> 50% Burger. Fifty percent off, so it's only two dollars. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. We drank a lot. We just had a lot of laughs. Uh, so yeah, so we had a good time. Uh, we killed it. We drank. We uh, we were on the beach. We took photos that made it look like we were dating each other. You know, classic friend stuff. And uh, yeah, that's been my week, Mike. How about you? How's your week been? Oh, Justin, I had a I had an interesting one. Um, for starters, folks, before I get into my week, uh, so we you, we got we got you the first episode of Poo Poo Platter a little later than we expected. Uh, this is supposed to be a show that is released on Fridays, uh, as it will be this week. Obviously, if you're listening to it right now, and well. We we exist in the ether, but uh, <laughs> if you're listening to it the day it's come out, uh, it is a Friday. Uh, but I didn't have a card reader on me, Justin, to take the audio files off of the SD card. And do you know why that is? Because um, you don't care about this podcast. Because <laughs> I had to take a train to a car to get to Nashville for my best friend Evan Lafragola's Bachelor party. La Fagola. La, Evan La Fagola. Vinny La. Uh, yeah, Mike has a deep fear of planes and rational sense of traveling. So he went down to Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. Via a seven hour train ride. Oh, much longer than Ten that. 10 hour Justin. train ride. 11 hour train ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I found out when I got down there? What's that? That the flight from uh, LaGuardia. Or Newark, I guess. They're Jersey guys. They probably flew out of Newark. Okay. The flight from from Newark to Nashville is, you want to take a guess? 45 minutes? 90 minutes. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I took a 11-hour so train. You wasted a full fucking half day. I wasted two full days. Two full days? One going down, one going coming oh, back. Oh, God. I got a hotel room. <laughs> oh, my God. Because my, my train got in at 2 a.m. Yeah. on the first night. Yeah. Uh, I could have easily missed it because the train is not like a plane. Like you get on a plane and it, and you go from destination one to destination two. Uh-huh. They clear the plane out. Yeah, everybody gets off. Uh-huh. There's no chance of you missing it on a on a train. It, you could just blow right past. It. I could have ended up in New Orleans easily. <laughs> I could have easily woken up at like four thirty in the morning and been like, uh, "What was that? Is that a plantation? <laughs> is that a bachelor party at a plantation? <laughs> easily. Yeah, it could have easily happened." Because uh, they don't, nobody wakes you up. Nobody like you. Nobody just, wakes you up. Yeah, you <laughs> yes. just you could fall asleep. Because dude, I didn't get off until two o'clock in the morning, so you yeah. could easily just fall asleep, and and it just you know, there's nothing that anybody will do to help you. Um, but I'll tell you what, Nashville is a city that if you get the opportunity to go to, pass. And why do you say that? It's what it's not. It's whatever. It's fine. It was not what I was <laughs> expecting it to be, in, in a bad way. Uh, so it's 17, 30 year olds. Yep. 17 of us. You guys are hitting the town. Uh, and where are some of the local delights you went to, Mike? Was there any place like a special, like New Orleans, uh, you know, like Louisiana flavored type place? Well, we were in Nashville, Tennessee, so there was no Louisiana flavored. Is there any Nashville flavored restaurants you guys went to? We did happen to wander into Kid Rock's restaurant. And bar. Is it called Bada 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 Wing? <laughs> I think it's just called Kid Rock's Restaurant. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's got any other name. Even uh, Guy Fieri had enough sense to call it Guy Fieri's yeah. American Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock's Restaurant is, uh, or bar, I don't think it, I don't even think it is a restaurant, mm-hmm. um, 
it is on the strip on Broadway where all the other like like bars are. But it's um, in the Times Square. Yeah, and that's what we learned pretty quick. And some of the guys didn't care. They liked. They just wanted to be in the heart of. Yeah, Nashville. we got a plan in Hollywood here. It's just right. nice. Uh, yeah, they did. They had a hard rock. Uh, no plan on how to, but a hard hard rock for sure. That's the cousin. Yeah, yeah, basically same thing. Um, and some of the guys just wanted to stay in at Broadway the whole time. I spent, I don't know, seven hours at Kid Rock's bar. <laughs> Uh, and it By turns out, or? no, I was with the crew, uh, the the boys, the boys, yeah. the, the boys, if you will, the the uh, the 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 MAGA crew, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> the red, the Red Hat Boys, yes. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. It it was just I I love Evan so much, but it's like looking back at it, it's just so ridiculous. I was so anxious the entire time, yeah, because. I was traveling by myself. I traveled. I was literally like, like, dude, you wake up on this train and you're coming from New York City to, to Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and you just wake up on this train if you take a nap and it's like midnight and you're just in the middle of fucking like nowhere, North Carolina. There's just forest everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I was just by myself and then I had a six-hour drive through the mountains. Yeah. The entire, the North Carolina-Tennessee border is all mountains completely. So there's like like there's no towns near there. There's no like yeah, I'll get off at this exit and get some gas at the Wawa or whatever. It, nothing. It's just all mountains. Just there's isolation. Signs. Yes, you're like by yourself the entire time. There's nowhere to pull over really. You have yeah. to like get through the mountains and just like keep trucking. The good thing is you can text and drive. You know. Yeah, that is a good point. AT and T in car Wi Fi brought to you by a poo poo platter. <laughs> that is promo code poo poo. Um, yeah, but I, I, you don't need to go to Nashville because Broadway really is just it. If you've been, if you live in a big city, just go to the busiest part of your city. That's Nashville. That's like the, <laughs> at least that's what I saw of Nashville. Uh, you told me a great detail about the Kid Rock restaurant. Oh is yeah. That, I, I skimmed over that and I shouldn't <laughs> it's have. It's the funniest we thing. We can examine it. the Kid Rock Please. thing more. Uh, what is a little detail? Uh, what, you know, what's it like the interior? Is there an ambiance? There's an ambiance. For starters, there's a lot of like eagles holding guns, like bronze statues of eagles holding guns that say KR on them. Got it. Um, there's like three to four of those. Uh, there's a huge stage in the front. Now, Nashville is obviously very famous for its live music. That's of like course, the yeah. that's part of the hook. Mm-hmm. Live country music, Music City. Uh, and when you go into Kid Rock's bar. <laughs> There is a giant stage, and it's a stage that's so big, it's like a two-tier stage. So there's like a drummer on the top, and usually they'll put like the bass player and sometimes the guitar player up top. And and they have a little spot for for little Joe, like the little guy who used to follow Kid Rock. (laughs) He has his his own spot. Small dwarf that was in the band. Rest in peace. R.I.P. And then the lower tier is where like the singers sort of stand and perform. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a very big stage and it's elevated above the entire bar so everybody can see it. <laughs> but when there is not a band on stage, uh-huh. the only thing played over the PA system is live cuts from Kid Rock's albums. <laughs> 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 it is all only only Kid Rock songs <laughs> so from just, start to finish. So 24 hours you have to listen to some version of like you guys ready to rock California? <laughs> Want to be two, a cowboy, baby? My name is Keith yeah. Rock. Just constantly. Colorado. Constantly. So uh, oh, 
That's what I went to Nashville for, basically. I think they do that in in like uh, in Abu Ghraib. They would they would do that. They would just play nonstop Kid Rock. Yeah, for the the actual prisoners to go insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Guantanamo level experience. Uh, Man, I sure hope Papa Roach doesn't open <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, and then like so the other thing. So on Broadway they have the Johnny Cash Museum, which I also went to. But I went to. So here's do they take credit cards? The Johnny Cash Museum. Yes. Yeah, they do. Why? Johnny Cash. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> I should quit right now. How dope would that be? <laughs> Sorry, we only take cash. <laughs> uh, so basically... What, you have to admit that that would be an amazing thing. No, you're an idiot, Justin. <laughs> That's what I have to admit. <laughs> this is a cash-only establishment. <laughs> so uh, I went in there, and uh-huh. uh, here, here's like the scenario. So there's 17 of us, mm-hmm. uh, and we're all 30, but... Um, the brides 20 pounds of gel <laughs> yeah a lot of gel uh the bride's uh brother is there uh a shout out to mike who is a exceptionally nice yeah. human being like yeah. normal guy like has not has, from jersey he is from jersey oh this is surprising but, <laughs> but he's like he's like he's like a very normal person like he has like a, a good job he has like a i've met his wife before she's great I, I haven't met his kids but he's got two like pretty young kids like yeah. he's like a he's a real man like he's an adult <laughs> you know like he wasn't there to just get he was there to just you know to hang out and like whatever it's like an obligation to narc to his sister not not even because evan is like such a like a uh, he's not like a wild person like yeah. that. He's not one of those guys that would like ever even consider the guy getting married. Not a wild person. Yeah, so he's, he's not like, gonna he's, like fuck a, a, yeah. a prostitute. He, he honestly, I think that the thinking was that Nashville would be good for everybody else because everybody else is fucking insane. They're yeah. all wild guys. Yeah. So he's just like, all right, let's just go somewhere and let these other guys go nuts. So uh, I'm there with Mike, who's the 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 bride's brother. Again, awesome guy. And he is like feeling the same vibe that I am. Like we're both, we've both got this vibe. Like, ah, I don't want to, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. We don't need to be like hammered. This doesn't make much sense. It's a yeah. hundred degrees outside. <laughs> like, so me and Mike slip away for a little, like, like sober guy date. Cause neither of us were like drinking in the afternoon. And John, the Johnny cash museum is like a block from kid rocks restaurant. Uh-huh. And we went in there and it's like, it's fine. Like the, it, it, it's, it's not like impressive enough to be a real draw. Like it's something that we spent like 45 minutes in. It was cool. And then like we were out and that was it. Yeah. So I don't know, man, like, Again, the sojourn that I went on, the fact sojourn. that it, it, it was so the Odyssey, yes, that I went Homer on to himself. get there, yeah, it was. It's too much. I I probably would not go back to Nashville. It just doesn't really like Broadway. Really, is just Times Square or McDougal Street or Bourbon Street or like anything like that. It's just a bunch of bars. Like you can have a you have a bunch of bars in every city. Do you think it could have been uh, less of a sojourn if you just took an hour and a half flight? Well, certainly, but <laughs> I wasn't going to do, I wasn't prepared to do that. I Justin. wasn't prepared. Well, I hope one day, I, I hope when I get married, uh, for the first time, uh, not the second or third, the yeah. first time I want, I, I want to pick someplace real far. And I'm I, not going to go. I'm not going to go to anywhere. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to like someplace I could drive to. I see. You want to have a bachelor party in Boston? Wow. You Boston, wanna, shitty New York. <laughs> you want to have a bachelor party in D.C.? Wow, even shittier New York. Or uh, Baltimore. Oh, wow. I'll go to Baltimore. Dangerous New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly? I'll go to Philly. Oh, dickhead New York. <laughs> 
Montreal. We could drive there. Uh, Buffalo. Oh, New York. Yeah. Buffalo. Well, Jesus, Mike. You really have. A, you really thought of some fun places for a bachelor party. <laughs> Jesus. I'd rather just stay in this apartment with six guys. And I, 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 I would. I recommend that. We, I would don't like to, we don't have to get on a plane to do that. I would like to have our poker game as opposed to ever doing that again. To, to doing an actual bachelor party somewhere in like fucking Boston. Well, what's wrong with the poker game? It was great. It was a lot of fun. We oh, had a poker yeah. game, had a lot of dudes. Uh, you won't believe this, but Mike lost money. Not much, though. But I did say to you, as I say to you every poker game, so what happens when Mike plays poker is he jumps out to a lead, uh-huh. and, and you were up you were up big. Justin, nobody cares about this. You were up big. Nobody cares about this. And I say this. to everyone, I say, Mike, enjoy it while you can, because by the end of the night, all of those chips will be gone. And once again, I was correct. All right, listen. Nobody needs to know about my gambling <laughs> problem, uh, but we need to talk about something that the yeah. audience really does care about. Yeah, please. Which is Hobbs and Shaw. Ah, oh, God. Which you saw. Yeah, I two have days the Alamo, uh, the Alamo Movie Theater Movie Pass. So I've just been going to. I've been taking some chances on movies, and uh, this is a movie I probably would have not paid for, and uh, so I'm glad I saw this. Uh, I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Um, if for those of you who don't know, it's a spinoff of the Fast and Furious uh, series, and it's directed by one of the directors of the original John Wick. He was one of the original stuntmen for Keanu Reeves, and that's how he sort of got his start. So usually, all of his movies are really like uh, he also directed Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, and usually all of his movies are really well shot in terms of the fight choreography. So I had some high hopes for this, and I walked out. And uh, I was upset. It was a very dumb movie. It was but, a movie that can only be described as uh, two of the dumbest people you know uh, beat up things in a very predictable, boring plot. But that sounds fun to me. I guess. I, 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 you may like it. I, I, I found out recently, me and you have very different tastes in movies. Uh, what movie were we talking about recently where we completely disagreed? Maybe like a couple hours ago. Philadelphia? What? The movie with Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks gets AIDS? No. What are you I remember. No, I remember this. You said that you thought that Tom Hanks deserved it. <laughs> I've never said that. I don't know. I thought, I thought that's what you said. In a fictional movie about AIDS. Um, the point is we disagree on things. So you may... It's a simplistic movie, okay. Mike. I think the fight choreography was below The Last Mission Impossible, below John Wick 3... It's below Atomic Blonde. It, like comparing it to movies by the same directors and same sort of fight team, I was disappointed. It was a lot of slick fighting, a lot of slick stunts, a lot of digital stunts, and it just was kind of a disappointing movie. And the the best parts about it is they kind of wasted two really charismatic people in The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. It's weird because I I like these like frivolous action movies. You know, for example, do you remember uh, probably around this time last year, we did a podcast uh, called the the Nick Cage podcast. Yes, yes, where, we did with a friend of mine. That's right. Yeah, where we talked all about Nick Cage movies. Yes, and I was on record then of saying how much I really like Nick Cage. He is honestly one of my favorite actors. Favorite actors? Yeah, he is. Why is that so crazy? Because he hasn't acted in about twenty years, Mike. He <laughs> he's he, done an impression of himself for twenty years. He has he is never, ever boring to watch. 
Uh, on, yeah, on film, the, the same way like a, a mentally ill person having a mental breakdown as he speaks to his dead relatives in the ether in New York City subway as he jerks off is never boring to watch. Justin, that's why I live in New York City. <laughs> You're surrounded by Nick Cage's on the subway like system walking into every a Nicholas, day. Yes, like walking into a Nicolas <laughs> oh, Cage man. movie. That guy, uh, that is a Hispanic Nick Cage. This guy's yep. really been on a show here. Yeah, yeah, great so stuff. A Chinese Nick Cage, a Greek Nick Cage, they're all over the place. <laughs> if you if you view New York City as a bunch of uh, deranged Nick Cage characters, it actually is a pleasant place to live. Yeah, but if you live in the world I live in, it is horrifying, and it eventually will eat you until you move back. Well, we bring all that up to bring up uh, <laughs> nothing of real substance, but Nicolas Cage gave uh, an interview to uh, uh, the New York Times Magazine. It was published uh, two days ago. He was probably shocked. They called. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, have you found my money? <laughs> <laughs> What's well, this about?" I don't really. I don't know what he was promoting. He doesn't have anything coming out. I don't think. Does he? his tax evasion trial. I don't know. <laughs> I think they just, I think somebody just caught him and was just like, this would be crazy. Let's just, let's yeah, let's just, just fucking talk to, to this Nick guy. Cage. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty great interview. And, uh, in it, he is quoted as, as basically saying that he inspired Johnny Depp to get into acting. Um, Oh, great. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I, that's like saying like, Oh, I inspired Bill Cosby to, to, to get into, uh, you know, dating or something. <laughs> It's going to be an edit. Oh, 20, come on. 2205. Come on. Uh, but Nicolas Cage gave this great interview, and um, uh, he dropped some like nuggets that could sort of be, I don't know if they're expected, but some things that you might actually talk to an actor about, a movie that he doesn't like. He doesn't like Peggy Sue getting married yeah, um, right. and the Johnny Depp thing. But then the other thing that this interview got, interviewer got out of him was this fucking insane story of Nicolas Cage uh, going on a quest for the Holy Grail. <laughs> and mind you, this is Nicolas Cage, not Monty Python, right? No, <laughs> yes. The Holy Grail. This is something that he really did. So I, the way they got onto it was that they, they, I guess they started talking about some of the dumb things that he bought for a lot of money. Yes. And the first thing that came to mind was when he bought a dinosaur skull. Yes. Uh, so he started talking about the, the dinosaur completely skull. completely useless thing to have. Yeah. It is a rich man flex. He's, it is like three yachts you know yeah. what i mean he spent 276 grand on it oh, and that's uh, not much this is the quote that he that he's that he we pulled uh i'm gonna do it as nick cage okay the dinosaur skull was an unfortunate thing because i did spend two hundred and seventy six thousand dollars on that he told the magazine's david Marchi marchese i bought it at a legitimate auction and i found out it was abducted by from <laughs> it was abducted from mongolia illegally and then i had to give it back of course, it should be awarded to its country of origin, but who knew? Plus, I never got my money back, so that stank. <laughs> so he's just giving this earnest interview. About, about so he, not only did he get swindled into like a, a blood diamond dinosaur fossil, <laughs> yeah, 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 he had to give it back and was never just given never money back. any money back. Oh, great. I guess the country of Mongolia doesn't give refunds for dinosaur yeah, heads. Yeah, I, I guess the shady dinosaur fossil... Uh, seller is not really insured by uh, Sotheby's. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then somehow this started him talking about uh, a quest for the Holy Grail. Quote, <laughs> I started following <laughs> mythology and I was finding properties that aligned with that. It was almost like national treasure. He said a movie, a fictional movie that he was in <laughs> a very dumb fictional movie, <laughs> a shitty knockoff of Da Vinci Code. <laughs> There's so much more, Justin. <laughs> Quote, it's like when you build a library, you read a book, and in it, there's a reference to another book. 
Well, then you buy that book, and then you attach the references. For me, it was all about where was the Grail? Is it in Glastonbury? Does it exist? He continued, yeah. If you go to Glastonbury and go to the Chalice Well, there's a spring that does taste like blood. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know blood. (laughs) I guess it's really because there's a lot of iron in the water. But legend had it in that place was a grail chalice, or two cruets rather, one of blood and one of sweat. But that led there to being talked that people had come to Rhode Island and they were looking for something as well. What I ultimately found is, what is the grail but earth itself? (laughs) 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 And the next paragraph is... No, 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 no. let's unpack this for a second. The next paragraph is, Cage also explained that one of his least favorite films he made was 1986's Peggy Sue Got Married. (laughs) Oh, of course, because it's all the same thing. I don't know how you transition. Completely nonsense. How do you go, okay, thanks, Nick. All right, so what's your least favorite movie? uh, (laughs) Any new ladies in your life, Nick? Uh, I'm sorry, can we get back to the point... In which you tried to live out the national treasure <laughs> as an actual life I don't goal. Know. I don't know. God bless the man. If if you have time, you're, you're 55. What do you mean been, if you have time? If you I have time know, to find the, the holiest thing in the world, a thing that's essentially a myth at this point, because there's no way to authenticate that, yes, Jesus himself drank from this. How would you authenticate something so insane? I, you, and you, it's not even finding like a needle in a haystack. It's like finding a needle... <laughs> In, in all the haystacks in the world. It's literally impossible. Yeah. So this dummy thinks that something that's probably was like sold and like demolished uh, it still exists and it's in Scotland. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really... I, I don't fucking know. I don't have a good answer for you. I think that he probably just... Is when rich. you get rich, you get bored, you try to do some weird shit. He's a weird guy, but clearly. If, if your curiosity was piqued, and you had all the money in the world, what would you try to look for? This is actually what I was going to ask you. Oh, uh, well, ask me. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, I'll go first. Uh, I think if I if I had a an infinite... Well, he doesn't have an infinite supply of money because he's bankrupt. <laughs> he's finding out. <laughs> yeah, right. But if I had an infinite... Wait, su- what are you telling me? Ghost Rider <laughs> trash tanked at the box office. I'm not getting any of the money back for that dinosaur skull. Wait. Well, that's not good. You're telling me I'm not getting the movie pass money back? <laughs> <laughs> I invested $70 million. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of something that is actually like historically fascinating enough for me to go try to find. I can't really think of anything. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I what's like a famous mystery, like a famous historical mystery that's like never been solved. Oh, a famous historical mystery that's never like been the national seen. treasure thing. The fact that it was like the, I don't know. <laughs> that the movie, movie. <laughs> yeah i know that movie is all about this like f- this freemason conspiracy that uh-huh. uh exists like uh, on the back of the declaration of independence and everything it's a copy That's free like, version deep. of the da vinci code <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's like a da vinci code for americans basically yeah, for dummies yeah um I don't know. I don't know. I would I would go to Italy and I would try to find I don't know, maybe I'd go to the Vatican and find all the the, the carcasses of the boys that they <laughs> <laughs> fucked. I don't really I don't know. Mm. That's but not something that I probably should have said. The shroud but. of of Jesus, that's something, right? No, the 
No. The foreskin, isn't there like a foreskin of Jesus? That's, no, the no? foreskin of Jesus. That's something. The blood of Christ is somewhere. There's a Mary Magdalene's veil, but there I think they go. have that. Oh, they have it already? I thought they did. Is it the right one? I don't know. That's have the, they looked in the right place? Have they checked Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Do they go that's, from the Middle East to Scotland? <laughs> is that what you would look for? Yeah, yeah. Scotland. <laughs> that's where I look for holy <laughs> artifacts from the Middle East. Yeah, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense when you really frame it like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I would look maybe in, in whatever was controlling the Middle East at that point because maybe that's where it went. I don't think Scotland was involved. I think maybe Great Britain and certainly England, but I don't know how Scotland is is, you know... Well, in his the defense, the bastard child of of the Great Britain Empire. Um, in his defense, there is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to defend Nicholas Cage, sure, obviously. Uh, historically, there is a lot of movement of artifacts. Yes, of there's course. a lot of empires that plunder and pillage and take a lot of shit yes. and then bring it back to their uh, homeland, or they destroy. You know, the Library of Alexandria is a great example of just knowledge that was lost because. Throughout history, we just have been very stupid with how we've handled uh, conquering of other um, kingdoms, which we don't. Well, we still it's do going it, to go on forever. I, I think there's only like a small movement to be like, hey, um, maybe we should do what's right and just give it back to the people we yeah. stole. Don't but burn still, those books. Yeah, yeah. But there's still hundreds of things in like the Met that is like, this belongs to a different culture. And it's like, what Certainly. are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we just have it. We have We it. brought it back from... Uh, you know, uh, art is stolen. Yeah, uh, you know, people steal material from uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> poor Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Louis. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I th- did you ask me what I would? Spend well, you money? said it was going to be the veil. No, no, that's not. Oh, what's my not? answer. Oh, what's your answer? I think if I were to have money to look for something that has been. Uh, like a mystery. You would get a, a giant it. microscope and search for your tiny penis? No, you're a child. <laughs> I, if I were to search for something, it would, uh, like, a, like, a, like a true mystery in this world, I would look for the clitoris. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to be something dumb. <laughs> Where is it? Is it a button? Is it internal? I don't know. I'll never find it. I knew it would be horrible. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. We have our last story before we get to Mara. Um, this was published in Business Insider, but it's a good one. Your vacation is stressing out your millennial coworkers. Your coworkers aren't enjoying your vacation time. About 23% of working professionals feel burned out when their coworkers are on vacation, according to an exclusive survey conducted by Business Insider and LinkedIn. Good to see that LinkedIn is getting into the survey game. Great. Uh, the, they polled uh, more than 1,000 working professionals ages 18 to 74 from across the U.S. The survey was not limited to just LinkedIn members. Again, great to know. Great. <laughs> uh, one quarter of respondents said they feel burned out when their colleagues are on vacation. One third said they feel burned out directly before taking a vacation. The vast majority of respondents feel overworked and burned out, with millennials reporting the highest rates of both 90% reported feeling burned out compared to 85% of Gen X respondents and 80% of baby boomers. And then what's worse is many work or many workers aren't going on enough vacation to make up for that burned out. Basically 59% of people uh, are actively working on email while away. Uh, and a lot of people just aren't taking all of their vacation time to yeah. begin with. So we have a bit of a generational problem. Uh, I am in back in therapy to yeah. piggyback onto all of this. And one of the reasons why is I sort of feel the burnout myself. 
Uh, and I think it makes me anxious, and I think it makes most of our generation very anxious. Obviously, Justin, you are the very uh, the very top of the millennial uh, age group, as you are an old man. I'm the first millennial. Yeah, you're the first one. Uh, do you think it's a generational problem that we have? We all have anxiety, and we all are burned out. Uh, do you feel it too? No, my job's pretty stress-free, and I'm doing pretty well. But um, I would say that we also are the first generation to have proper encouragement of going to therapy uh-huh which is proper good. encouragement of like telling you what we're what we have problems with so like you look back at like the industrial revolution we had like children in fucking factories I yeah think they, and, and, and people were working like six days a week seven th- days a week and the country ran pretty smooth yeah i think they were burnt out <laughs> I, i'm sure they like i'm sure there were a lot of reports of people just like walking into the ocean because sure. they're so fucking stressed out except there was no way to re- really track it at the time People just went, oh, they went missing, you know, or like, well, I, I can't speak for people in the turn of the century. Yes. But I can. I was there. Oh, okay. Well, you're an old man. Well, so is our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I would wager, I have a theory on why we're as bad as we are. Uh, and I, I think it is something that, you know, turn of the century is interesting because you're right. People were just working in factories. People were actually working so much so that they had to make a rule to be like, we will make a work week shorter by 10 hours and, yeah. we're, and we're going to do it this way. Right. And they created the weekend. They created the 40-hour the work yeah, week. It's hilarious that that's a union thing. They're like, all right, you can't work us every hour of every day. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. 90-hour work weeks is just <laughs> it can't be a little it. unfair. So they had to like fight to get you know two days off they had to fight to get 40 hour work weeks and then time and like these are all like fights that have happened because it's been so extreme the other way right but uh if you're working in a factory and you're working you know you're not making a lot of money and that's very stressful um and i think that they're probably i would guess that there are more people that were fully depressed that just kind of hated their lives, hated their purpose. They mm-hmm. were cogs in a machine, and, and that is very Literal. brutal Yeah, yeah, for the, the human psyche. But the difference is, I think in the digital age, I think that people our age, Slack is a perfect example of never being completely off. Slack never being the, uh, the work app? Yeah. Yeah. The work app is literally... Uh, do You don't have it. You're, no, no. I, I work with my... I work with my hands. I'm a, I'm a court officer at court. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Slack. <laughs> yeah, you work with your hands. You work with your hands playing cards in the locker room. All right. You know what? If, if there's no trial, there's no trial. What do you want me to do? Make up a trial? Commit uh, more crimes, Brooklyn. So here's the deal. Uh, if you have Slack on your phone uh, and you have your headphones in or something like that and you have the sound on, the notification for Slack is a literal bell. The way that you would like train a, Pelovian, a dog. a Pelovian bell, if yes, you will. Uh, yes, Pavlovian. Yes. Pavlovian, yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's Three like Pavlov's dog. You're, you're literally being trained to respond to the bell yeah. and, and answer your text or answer your email or whatever. Yeah. So I think we're at a point now where I honestly, if I hear a bell, I get free, like Kathy, the fucking cartoon. I, <laughs> I, 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 got, I got slack that I got to answer. It freaks you the fuck out. So I think that the fact that bells are constantly going off in your ear to answer work emails and answer work tests are fucking people up yeah in a way that's making them feel like they are always working because they are even if it's just the other thing is the difference in labor is is drastic if you're working at a factory you're doing a he- heavy labor 
You're 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 assembling things. You're assembling a car. You're assembling a, a whatever. If you're working at a stupid Instagram account or a media company or some shit like most people work at now in the cities mm-hmm. at least, your job is dumb, but it doesn't not mean it's it may it still could be stressful. Of course. Just because you're and and doing it at all hours of the night, people will look at like, yeah, send a few emails at nine o'clock at night. It's not that hard, you know? Yeah. And that's just the constant thing of uh, just constantly being harassed. Right. Sort of being like, I, so this is going to seem radical to you because I, I think I've told you about this. I turn off all notifications on my phone to like, I turn off text notifications. I don't have like a little number that shows how many texts I've missed. I don't have any notifications set up on my phone. I have no reminders because I know myself. I go and check my texts all the time. I check my email all the time. I just don't need the ping and the thing to pop up on my screen showing it to me. And it's made a world of difference in terms of like, there's no bell going off. It's a bell that I have to check. Right. And there's pretty much nothing in the world that is so time sensitive that I need it answer within seconds. You know what I mean? There's nothing like everything can wait five minutes because that's how often I look at my fucking phone. So I think... A lot of it's self-imposed and a lot of it's like we've only had the technology of texting being popular for since, I don't know, 2003, and 2004. I it's really been... The jury is, is I mean, the answers are in. Yeah. It's not good for us. Yeah. There is no fucking way that this is like a, a sustainable way for people to live. Yeah. I think we are, we are, the, I think millennials really are, the, the thing that sucks about our generation and it's the thing that I don't think is getting any coverage at all. We are guinea pigs. For just about everything. We are the first generation that is just inundated with social media and yeah. texting and, and all this stuff to a point where it is fucking up people's mental health yeah. in a really bad way. And it's great. We're being encouraged to go to therapy. Fantastic. <laughs> so I had to pay $100 a week to, to not feel like my head is going to explode yeah. on a daily basis or I'm not going to do something crazy. That's not a great way to live. Yeah. You know? I think there was a nice sweet spot where we had some technology, but it wasn't too much technology wasn't too overwhelming like the early 2000s we had cell phones so we can communicate with everyone right and we had a little bit of texting but it took forever because you had to just scroll through each number like i don't think most millennial people under the age of 32 probably don't realize that to text for the longest time like a b and c a b c yeah, d I were on this. the number the same, one yeah right so you had to sort of like hit it, was it several a times in the ass it took to time text. yeah but it made you call people. It made you meet in person. It made you not text as much. And it actually, I, I think that was like our sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, from the, when the towers fell until 2004, <laughs> that was, we were living it, baby. Just in fear of Osama, Osama bin Laden and George W. Bush. And like, there was a sweet spot. Now it's almost too much so. And you see these apps. There's entire apps that are just dedicated to reducing your screen time and reducing how many notifications you get and how you know there's even an app that'll make your entire phone black and white and you can only uh check email and get phone calls and that's it yeah it's that's pretty wild and the vacation thing who the fuck knows i don't know i i don't like going on vacations period (laughs) so i guess i'm part of the problem yeah yeah uh all right well you know who loves vacations? <laughs> Justin, who loves vacations? Oh, man. Chevy Chase? Our next guest. <laughs> oh. Mara Merrick. She biked across America uh, for a good cause. She's doing comedy across the country. I think it went to a charity. I don't really know. It went to, and, uh, it, it went to women's shelters because I, I biked yes. with her the first 70 miles from New York City to Princeton. And, and then we did a show in Jersey together. 
There you go. Uh, so please welcome our first guest, Mara Merrick. But after a word from, from our, our sponsors. sponsors. Uh, I wouldn't have sponsors, do we? No, I'll think of one. Oh, fuck. This episode of Poo Poo Platter <laughs> is brought to you by Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers, the home of the crispy onion burger. It is a, com- a burger made completely out of one crispy blooming onion, sort of like what you'd see at Outback, but it's on a hamburger. Uh, Fuddruckers, if you go to Fuddruckers right now, you can catch their uh, back-to-school sale in which French fries are 65 cents. Uh, it's the first time in 100 years that this has happened, so go- get to Fuddruckers right now. Um and if you go to Fuddruckers in uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, and you stick a uh, meatball up your ass, uh, you this isn't funny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Please, go on. Stick a meatball on your ass, you were saying. That's Fuddruckers. Use the promo code POOPOO uh, for 60% off of uh, all cheese fries uh, and sodas <laughs> and red cups. Uh, Fuddruckers in East Brunswick, New Jersey is the Fuddruckers that I frequent. Uh, their buns are buttered and I really like that. Uh, it says personal endorsement here. That was uh, the, the bun, the buttered. I did that. <laughs> this was so bad of a fake ad that if it was a real ad, I'd be like, Mike, we had to do everything all over again. <laughs> That's F U D R U C K E R S FUD Ruckers. Go to buttfuckers.com to check out a deal from FUD Ruckers. Thank you guys very much. Welcome our guest, Mara! All right, so I just hit record. So we're, are you, everybody good? Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm good, Mike. Scott, 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 Scott. <laughs> <Forget everybody. laughs> All right. All right, well, we're back on Poo Poo Platter. Uh, we are joined by the hilarious comedian Mara Merrick. Uh, Mara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having a great microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having some trouble micing Mara up a little bit. Uh, and by we, I mean completely me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know what Justin's doing other than drinking scotch. By himself. <laughs> I'm not drinking by myself. Night. You both are having seltzer. You emptied a bottle. <laughs> it's <laughs> the last of the it's bottle. It's a lot of scotch, <laughs> yeah. Justin. It's a humongous ice cube. It makes it look bigger. Uh-huh. It's like, it's it's like something having... an alcoholic would absolutely say. No, no. It's just a big ice cube. <laughs> it's just a big it's ice like cube. having small balls. It makes your dick look huge. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> Raisinets, they call me. <laughs> uh, we were trying to mic Mara up, and it wound up just being this uh, disaster. Apparently, the music stands that we bought off Amazon for $13 <laughs> uh, are falling apart on us uh, on use number three. Yeah. So that's good to know moving forward. And I feel like I'm here with my divorced parents. You guys were fighting over it. I yeah. was like, I should go in my room. No, stay. <laughs> you stay. Uh, Who do you think is right? <laughs> Justin and Decide, I have an and that's intention. the final verdict. <laughs> Who's correct? Uh, so uh, obviously, the second half of our podcast uh, is guest time, and we're playing a new game with uh, our esteemed guest today. Um, we're playing a game called Public Enemy Number One. Now, for the listener, basically what this game is going to be is uh, Mara uh, pre-selected somebody that she believes is the biggest scumbag on earth right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that is indefensible, uh, bad person, bad for society, you name it. Uh, we don't know who that person is. Uh, we're about to find out. Uh, and Justin and I have to decide if we want to side with Mara or if we want to defend the person. Yeah. Uh, any, am I forgetting anything? That sounds like a pretty easy rundown of what we're doing yes 
and uh, we didn't know who she picked, and I cheated and saw her what she googled and i have written a response an hour before the podcast Ooh, no, i'm kidding i can't write uh, <laughs> so without any further ado uh why don't we hear who your disgusting person is the owner of equinox the owner of equinox <laughs> my goodness stephen ross the owner of is equinox robbins Robbins? Robbins or Ross? Let's find out what his name is. Yes. I believe it's the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Also, a Soul Cycle. <laughs> Soul Cycle. <laughs> now, this is the guy who's who's hosting the Trump benefit, yes. correct? He's, ho- yes. he's hosting like a $300,000 plate meet and greet with Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to have a personal audience with Trump, depending on how much you donate. And it's a big fundraiser. But I will say, um, as the owner of Equinox, he owns <laughs> he owns a lot of things. Uh, a few people, and uh, it's it's like a big company. It's like a big holding company. It's yes. not necessarily like he has a day to day operation, but yes, he does own Equinox mm-hmm. and Soul Cycle. Correct. His name is Stephen Ross. He is no. a chairman and majority Ross. owner of the related companies uh, Equinox, Soul Cycle, uh, and Blink Fitness. Um, if he owned Chipotle, no one. I think everyone would be like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I'm not Steven banning Bush. shit. <laughs> He's gonna host. Oh, uh, two things I can't afford. Yeah, I'm fucking banning this. Are you, <laughs> you hear me? And, and then if you're like a rich liberal person, you're like, "Oh yeah, I can just go to like David Barton gym or some shit." Well, David Barton is bankrupt, but okay, well, uh, uh, <laughs> I work at its competitors' gym, uh-huh. and I'm pissed because can we say it on the air? Free ad. Sure. Yeah, free ad. Good, good press well, for them. Well, New York Health and Racket recently purchased by Lifetime Fitness. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Go to New York Health and uh, Racket right now and use the code uh, Poo Poo Platter <laughs> <laughs> to pay an extra forty dollars on yes, your Yes, please go in and yell membership. at the front desk that yeah. your your code. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so if you are a listener and you haven't seen the story for some reason, Stephen Ross uh, is is involved in uh, all the Equinox gyms and Soul Cycle and Blink, uh, etc. He also owns the Miami Dolphins. He's going to be hosting a lunch uh, uh, benefit yeah, for I, I said this, Donald Trump. You didn't say it as well, though. Um, <laughs> Complete so that that that's the crime, uh, Mara. Let me white explain this to you. <laughs> Let I, me say, to, I, I speak Caucasian. <laughs> Let me just say this in a, a we, language. Well, I do so much like taping over what Justin said uh, on this podcast. It's I can pretty imagine. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so lay out your case for why you think he's the biggest scumbag. Well, um, I work at its competitors club. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we're getting very busy. Mm. The end. <laughs> That's it? That's it? Wow. That sounds like a good I, thing for you. I know I'm I'm maxed out on what I oh, want to okay. work. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Mara Merrick. Do Please I go take, to her website. Do I get my gift? Oh, <laughs> it's this Amazon Fire tablet. <laughs> Valued at no, $5. No, okay, but for real, he is using funds that he that were earned from all of his you know entities, mm-hmm. and that means that every person that goes to those clubs or goes to those classes is contributing to this. Sure. Therefore, they are kind of supporting... Trump. So I, uh, I can see why they'd be pissed. Yes. Well, it's weird when when the story hit the internet yesterday. Uh, I work at a, an extremely uh, liberal feminist uh, media establishment, mm-hmm. and the reaction was was not great. 
they were not thrilled to hear the news <laughs> that, that the gym fit. that they go to <laughs> and soul cycle yeah, and soul cycle and all these places that they work out at uh had a guy who was a uh i don't know i don't think he's a considered a majority shareholder but a guy who uh he's, basically uh he's the name at the top it, name it, the it's top, not necessarily right. like He's he's in their day to day business, but he's he's not like deciding like we should get more towels in Soho. Right, 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 right. He's yeah, he's the guy that is at the very top. He oversees probably decimal points, and and yeah, he, his job is mostly to just make money off of these things. I'm yeah. gonna really uh, miss Mantis's class. I love him. <laughs> Who's Mantis? He's my favorite Soul Cycle oh. instructor. <laughs> so all right, let's start here. Uh, obviously, you work at a at a competitor competitor do, as yes. a gym, yep. but um, as somebody who non professionally, have you gone to Soul Cycle? Oh you gone God, to? yeah, yeah, so no. many times. So does this affect the way that you? Uh, Just today, I was about to teach, and I was going to go to a juice press that is located inside of an Equinox, and I was like. No, no, no. Yeah. I went to Joe's Juice <laughs> instead. <laughs> I was like, I no, will get my $17 somewhere else, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alma. Alma is barking. It's a dog here. $17 dog. banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is blended. There's no like bigger insult than getting a, a banana from anywhere besides a supermarket. Even like a 7-Eleven, it'll be like 75 cents. And you're like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> Do you think I'm stupid? You don't think I, I know how bananas work? Here's your 75 cents, but I won't be back. I won't be happy. <laughs> First and last three. You support Trump also, 7-Eleven. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, what do you... I, I, where do you fall on this? Are you for the ban, against the ban, against Equinox and uh, SoulCycle? Uh, this is interesting. Um, let me put it to you like this, right? I think this is something that will be forgotten very soon. Mm. Uh, I think that this is, you know, something that today, you know, mostly uh, women of a certain demographic are like, oh my God, he supports Trump. I don't think men give a fuck. Well, there's a lot of gay men. That's true. That's 100% yeah, true. Uh, Billy Eichner uh, got rid of his Equinox membership, he said. Immediately. I mean, I mean, it's only he, been a he day. posted about it. Yeah, he said he's he, getting rid of it. Have you seen him? He hasn't been going. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he's a mean person. He was like, you know what? This is a good reminder to cancel my membership. Yeah, right. I am doing this uh, for Two a birds, point. One stone. Yeah. <laughs> also, so, I haven't been in in three hundred and forty-seven yeah. days. <laughs> my thinking with this is the same thinking that I have with Chick Fil A. Do you remember? It was probably about ten years ago now when the the controversy hit chick-fil-a where the guy who owns it is extremely um religious mm -hmm. hardcore i guess he's a uh, just a christian Protestant, yeah yeah uh decided that his company was going to uh, vocally take a stance against gay people and gay marriage and mm -hmm. uh him personally i don't know about his company his company has never been like we at chick-fil-a say the gays must burn in hell. They've never like released a press statement. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. No I, chicken for gays. <laughs> no chicken for gays. No chicken on Sundays. They're closed Sundays. But which is the gays Saturday. Everyone knows that. It was the first time that I can remember, and I don't know if you, if maybe I'm wrong about this, but it was the first time that I can remember in my lifetime that a company de facto basically took a stance on like a political issue. Cause that was like around the time that the gay marriage conversation was becoming like a real part of the zeitgeist mm -hmm. um and i remember it really causing like a rift in the country and 10 you know fast forward 10 years again at my you know liberal feminist uh, uh place of work 
everyone was very excited that the new Chick-fil-A on 6th Avenue opened today. Oh, that is right around the corner from my job. Right. And I'm a very uh, heavy gay demographic <laughs> in my club and no one's going to go. To the Chick-fil-A. They've all right. been talking about it. So very, yes, uh, they're not going. So this is the thing. There might be people that are still, um, you know, that, that hang on to these things and, and, you know, will not go to a Chick-fil-A no matter how many they open in the city because they, they, they didn't exist here five years ago. And then all of a sudden they started sprouting up. But I have a feeling that this could sort of be the same thing. I, I, I think it's hard <laughs> to say it like this. I think it's hard to sway the opinion of like white guys who like just go to Equinox. <laughs> who, Is I, that right? I do. Yeah, I do. Weird. Like, straight white guys, I don't think give a fuck about any of this stuff. And or I don't right. think they really ever nope. like will. But I think that I, I think that the people that are upset about it and, and are canceling their Equinox memberships and everything, I think that that is a very 2019 way to sort of react to something that uh, um, that's like that is a political statement. And I think it's actually a positive political statement. If you don't support Trump and you don't want your money to go to, like Mara said, you know, a company that is obviously helping paying for his campaign, mm-hmm. if, if that's what this is, he's, he's putting, you know, he's a, a charity lunch for Trump basically in the campaign. Yeah. Uh, then I think that that's like a very proactive way to sort of be political without having to be like overtly political. Mm-hmm. You get to make a statement and you get to, you know, potentially impact. Uh, I think that he, they shouldn't even have this lunch unless president whatever can make it through <laughs> a full soul cycle class. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't think he could. I think it would count as assassination if you put him in a fucking soul cycle. I think you'd be brought up on ch- charges. Fucking kidding me? As soon as they turn on those disco lights, he's, he's dead. He's out. <laughs> yeah. That's a man that has not touched a treadmill in 25 to 30 you can years. You a, a large 260-pound uh, thud and then yeah. the smell of <laughs> rotting mayonnaise <laughs> as his body emits uh, Surprisingly sound. small nipples. Yeah. Let's not get into nipples. Uh, yeah, I will take the stance of this is the equivalent of recycling. Like in the grand scheme, recycling does very little to help the world because you have to cart recycling shit to a different center. You have to ship it a lot of times mm-hmm. and the net, the actual effect might be net neutral or net positive or net negative. There's 100% no 100% of the plastic that's ever been created still exists on this planet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yes. you recycling a couple of cans to be stolen by a Chinese woman in my neighborhood. Uh, Poopoo Platter is the name of our podcast. We're allowed to say that. We have a very problematic font on our on our logo, so we can say that. Uh, yeah, we've already we've been canceled. We, yeah, so. we were canceled pre-game. Uh, so I don't know. I think this so might be I'm the here. actual equivalent of like. Uh, I don't think it's actually going to affect Soul Cycle or Soul Cycle is going fucking nowhere. I know. Well, but the, I don't think and Equinox that's is the going point. nowhere. The fact that they're owned by billionaire. It's not going to, I don't think it'll have that big of an effect. It's a nice idea and I'm, you know, continue to do it. there's no way around body dysmorphia. These bitches that go to this class, (laughs) if they miss. It's a cult. If they miss one class, they think that they're fat. Two classes, obese. It must be good for business, Mara. (laughs) It's great. I try to tell my clients that all the time. Hey, fat fuck, welcome. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, If I'm SoulCycle, as a CEO, I, I would encourage like in liberal cities, like say whatever you want about Trump, wear an anti-Trump shirt, 
just get re- get people really thinking like, oh, they're cool. Yeah. It, but, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, just the parent company, but they're cool. You know what I mean? It's like when you're cool to doorman at a building, even though you're like, ah, it's a fucking rich building. But me and Paco here are cool. Right. The yeah. infrastructure is not necessarily the, the, the man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get that. I think the that, cogs aren't the problem. It's the yeah. It's the big machine. Well, it's weird. <laughs> it's hard. So, do, do you think that he's an asshole outside of the fact that he's outside of the fact that he's just using his money to pay for a, a Trump charity? Is there anything else that is like I'm in sorry, play any here? Trump supporter is an asshole. I get you, and I okay. understand that thinking. Nope. <laughs> Who? What I'd hot still people fuck a support? hot asshole. Right. Uh, I mean, women can hate fuck. Men cannot hate fuck. Yeah, it just becomes a crime. Mmm, scotch, scotch, scotch. Because here's the thing. Scotch, 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 scotch. The other point that I was going to bring up about this is that when the when this news came out, I wasn't surprised at all. It's not yeah. something that, that I, I even tweeted. I was like, I for one am shocked that a forty-five minute, thirty-five dollar class is owned by Republicans. This is mind blowing to well, me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. He's a white guy in his sixties, I would guess, probably late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, he's an old guy. Uh, very rich guy. Own first off, owns a football team. So right, that's thirty-two Trump supporters as it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right away. The- well, first of all, the infrastructure of payroll at. A football stadium for women it's like the cheerleaders get $25 yeah, that's a, a game cr- yeah 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 that's yeah. ridiculous I, I think it should be lower I agree <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're fighting for I, I think it's too much you know like it's enough to get ad- adulation of men you know so I, I let think- that be your pay the smiles <laughs> But the, uh, a, hey, show me your titties, you whore. <laughs> Let that be your pay, you know? There, there, there's a fair point to be made, though, that even owning, just by de facto, owning an NFL team kind of makes you an asshole. Yeah. Yes. I mean, right? <laughs> you After, own people in a way. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, I, I mean, like everything that's going on. So like, like not to make it too much about sports, but like there is like a whole player empowerment movement happening in sports right now. In most sports. <laughs> in most of the sports. <laughs> yeah. You're not into that? Men do not get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> women wait, wait, need wait. to get, women yeah. only need to get a little player empowerment. <laughs> it's just women. <laughs> just women. Just the WNBA and, and, and the soccer team. Soccer team. Soccer team. Are there other sports? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> gymnastics, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. They're not paid, sports? though, right? I uh, wish that there was tubing. I think tubing should tubing? be. Yeah. <laughs> tubing? Tubing? <laughs> women tubing. <laughs> Is that the sport where women put on tube tops and try to like run and make yes. sure it, it doesn't pop out? <laughs> Could be one of my worst jokes in the history of speaking. I agree. <laughs> There's no question. It's sexist and not funny. Uh, yeah. But yes. if you own one of these NFL teams, you're basically part of the responsible party colluding against Colin Kaepernick, uh, who I don't know about anymore, but two years ago could have easily played in the NFL still. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's a system and the that... the Dolphins could have used him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a system that also didn't really push to change the name of the Redskins, which is... wait. Is Kaepernick was he a dolphin? No, no, no. no. Oh, he was I was like, what? Uh, he could have been though. That's the thing. Yeah. He was a free agent, and he could have signed anywhere. And, and the there dolphins was a, have been bad. He sued for collusion, basically saying that the thirty-two NFL owners or whatever it's thirty or thirty-two. Thirty-two. Thirty-two NFL owners uh, colluded to not have him back because he protested and started this whole national protest thing. But oh. the whole thing. So Trump basically picked that up and was like was like this is my cause now uh fuck all these black people yeah fuck these black players except that are rocky yeah yeah he's, right he's, he's the best <laughs> love my asap rocky oh my talk, God. To, talk to sweden we got him home 
god what uh, an idiot. yeah but i mean like like i love ace of fables <laughs> <laughs> amos cookies i, I love him <laughs> Just saying, like any old black thing. <laughs> Amos and Andy. Yeah, Amos and Andy. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, so yeah, I think that like being an NFL owner sort of de facto does make you a bit of a, of a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is the thing. So are are we moving? Is it? Is it at this point? Is it being a Republican or is it being a Trump guy? Are we ever going to get back to there, a point where, like, being a Republican is like it's fine, whatever? It's not necessarily ideal, but no, it's rich being people a Trump will always person. be. Yeah, there's there's Republican people. I'm friends with Republican people um, that do not support Trump. They're like, no. I this is not the party I signed up for. I can't wait till he's done. I, I want him yeah. to get defeated so we can start the shit all over again because. I, they can defend someone like Ted Cruz or something or, or like a swarmy guy like that, but it's nearly impossible to be like, I, I can't. <laughs> I mean, every day he's feuding with fucking Saturday Night Live cast members. Yeah. Uh, the There's deaf. other things to do. Huh? There are other things to oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Homelessness. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, I have some Republican standpoints personally, and yeah. I, but I hate Trump. So right. it's like I. What are your Republican standpoints? Oh God! I'm. Uh, I'm not Are a we going to ruin anything healthcare. for you? If I'm not we... a universal healthcare person. Do you okay. have healthcare? I do. Yes. Oh, I, I would. I do. Based the way you look, I would have said, <laughs> no fucking way. On the road here, in the rain. And I have a shower in weeks. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> weeks. Oh. oh wow. Normark, everybody. <laughs> smells fresh. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't believe in universal mm-hmm. healthcare because I feel like Americans don't take care of their bodies and. People that do take care of their bodies have to pay the brunt of what's happening. Okay. okay. That's yeah. certainly a Republican idea. Yeah, yeah. right? Um, you can't see this, but as she's saying this, she was giving a Hail Hitler sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so what else? Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to give the viewers at home like a little right, we don't have visual. A video component yet. Yeah, we're not doing that yet. Once we get there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but what else? Because I, I have some Republican things. Like I'm... Uh, pretty liberal about a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, drug crimes. I'm mm-hmm. pretty liberal about gun laws, condoms, uh, but uh, pullouts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. But like, uh, like, what are some other things that you're a little, a little puppy about? Um, I would say probably taxes. Taxes. Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 and oh. not Trumpy taxes. Republican. I do think that we have to have funds to run a government yeah and to maintain a military that will protect us yeah yeah yes oh I, so you think people should pay taxes more or at a higher rate or something at a higher rate yeah yeah i think that that's more i think no, that's, that's more Democrat. liberal that's, yeah, that's liberal, liberal. Uh, i just think I that think where the it, money she, is going to is where is oh, yeah, what yeah. makes me more Republican. so what don't you like about where it's going like military lot, spending no she doesn't like like certain social like social services because that would be more in line with Republican. <laughs> you can say the it. Face I, I, you are yeah. making. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. That, so my parents are very liberal, but they also feel like social services is not where money should be spent because they view it as why is my money going to this person mm-hmm. who doesn't have a job? Like they have in their mind the welfare queen that that, that doesn't really. Right. I mean, there's people who abuse every system, but in their mind it's very prevalent. I ride my bike through the Hasidic Jewish neighborhood, which oh, is the, the highest of Section yeah, 8 are, housing. Yes. And they, it's what? 
They they abuse the welfare system. Abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole. Bad. And they're so mean. Yeah, they are very mean. <laughs> <laughs> South um, Williamsburg is a very it's a mean neighborhood to be. Not bad. <laughs> Not dangerous, just, it's just Oh my god, no, it's dangerous. I ride South my bike through there right, and the well. buses try to hit me because well, I mean I do wear just a sports bra will go through there, but they don't yeah. like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, pull, I let my hair down, yeah. sports bra, and they're like, eh, devil. So you do have Republican ideas. You're saying you would exterminate all of them. All the Jews. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I wrote it on the wall earlier. Uh, <laughs> do you not I, see the swastika? I, 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 <laughs> uh, I work in court and I constantly so we have a lot of acidic people who have jury duty. Mm-hmm. And so I hear all the excuses from everyone. And everyone has, you know, dumb excuses. But the one thing that acidic people have is the boldest excuses. Uh, I, and, and I'm only saying this, I've been at the same job listening to, you know, as a court officer, listening to 13 years of people coming up with excuses. And the acidics have, are the only people I've ever heard say, I, 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 I couldn't try, I couldn't be on this trial, Your Honor. He's, <laughs> he is black and people commit crimes are black in my neighborhood. Like, oh, no. truly like <laughs> gasp inducing <laughs> yeah. from a judge who's heard like a murderer tell him to suck his dick. The judge is going, oh, well, you can step right out, sir. I don't need you in my, ju-. like just furious judges. Uh, I, I had one Hasidic man this was maybe, I guess it had to be in 2007 or so when I first started there, 2006. He goes, uh, uh, Your Honor, I could not be fair to the, uh, the black man here because the only black people I trust are uh, Condoleezza Rice, Colin Powell, <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. We're just like, oh. Well, the best part, That's not good. the judge goes, uh, I'm not black. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Guzman. <laughs> He's just like a, a, you know, like a little dark skin uh, Puerto Rican guy. He was I furious. have a tan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a year round tan. <laughs> so it was very fun. So Hasidics will say anything. And it, it's just that they have not been challenged a lot of times in terms yeah. of like, you know, you can't say that. Like, whereas, you know, I, I have 36 years, 30, 30 years and 51 years <laughs> of, of experience. You know what I mean? Just being on this earth and having like every sort of year. I still bleed people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there is like a... You I, have years of experience of people telling you, do not fucking say that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they don't have people like that. They just have people saying the same shit next to them. Being like, yeah, there's fucking the Chinese can't right. dry. Or like, they will right, say right. any stereotype aloud to you, to the actual person they're stereotyping against. Well, I think part of the problem is that they are in a very uh, uh, incubated community. Isolated. They're isolated. Incubated. Same thing. Oh, I thought, well, then why'd you correct me? Well, incubated <laughs> means like you're, un, you're under a hot light and then you're just left alone. And then for, you're a chicken. And then They're you hash. Of the <laughs> and then they hash. You heard it here first. Mike Coscarelli says Jews are hashed. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. <laughs> uh, Aren't you like 20% Jew or something? I'm Jewish, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we can say can everything we're saying. I'm Jewish, I'm Jewish because enough. Because it's got the curls on the outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. I'm Jewish enough that I get, I get asked on the bus if I'm Jewish by other Jews. Yeah, but that's the Hasidic low Jews standard. are always like, hey, you Jewish? Like yeah. they're trying to get me to be one of them. I, I, I've had a Hasidic Jew. I used to live in Crown Heights. Uh, I've had this happen a couple times. I was walking home like from you know the train at 2 a.m. They pull up next to me in like a caravan and like the they have like a, a local Jewish police uh, or like a uh, night are you watch. Jewish? Yeah, you Jewish? And I go, 
Um, and, and, and they go, uh, do you want to ride home? You're Jewish? And I go, no, I'm not. And they just, boom, yep. <laughs> just immediately take yep, off. Yep, yep. They've never asked me. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> if you were Jewish, you, you would look like the Jew who like pointed out where the other Jews were hiding. She's upstairs. <laughs> She's got a diary. <laughs> Listen to the scribbling upstairs. <laughs> Don't pay me no mind, Mr. Hitler. <laughs> anyway. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If anybody isolated this. We started off talking about how bad play the context, And then it's become a 10-minute rant about oh, the goodness. Jews. You might have to do we some love the Jews. editing we, on this we, episode. I love the Jews. I, look, I'm going to speak for myself. I love the Jews. Yeah, oh, as one of them. Yes. You know what the other part of, of the problem is? We also, I think we went also um, anti-Jew heavy on episode one. Oh, no. If, did we? Yeah, pieces with Andrea. We had some oh, yeah. some not great uh, things to so say. So we have a problem. So we what is this, the solution, about- <laughs> Mike? <laughs> We were talking just about abuse of social services. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Social and naturally, we had to bring up the Hasidics. <laughs> if you don't live in New York City, you would not understand fully what we're talking about. It, it, the Hasidic community is like a, uh, uh, they dress like 1920s, uh, you know, Poland or something. And yes. they're in a very isolated community and, and they sort of nestle in certain areas throughout the city. Crown Heights, Williamsburg. But yes. the odd thing about like Hasidic Hollywood. So my, my great <laughs> grandfather. I was trying to change the subject, but yes, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep going. My great grandfather was Hasidic. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm sorry. The, I, I, <laughs> so is the rest of my family. <laughs> the odd thing about it is that you, they truly like, uh, people who are just Jews that are like even just conservative Jews or just like regular, just they observe observant, or, yeah, yeah, orthodox. Uh, they they look at the orthodox as as complete lunatics. They and look crazy at the Hasidic because Hasidic, yeah, Hasidic. Is, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Or, orthodox, orthodox is just practicing and like right, you observe right. the stuff. But the Hasids are like like even in the Jewish community, people are like. I mean, it's the same thing as being Catholic or or mm-hmm. or Muslim or anything. If you are just a moderate. Like regular, like you go to church, or you go to mosque or temple, whatever. Joe and then you Muslim. go home, and then if you're, you're a regular Joe Muslim. Joe Muslim. <laughs> you're regular Joe Muslim. You're, you're not like you're not okay with all Johnny of the, Catholic. the radical, <laughs> sexy. Yeah, Johnny Catholic. <laughs> the, the the all the anything radical is not like something that you uh, are you condone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the Hasids who just basically prop up their own communities and like parts of of Brooklyn Borough Park is another huge. Yeah. You know Jewish uh, Hasidic community, uh, but going back to the original thing, I think that when you are isolated in the community like that, where it's just you know everybody in your neighborhood is Hasidic, or everybody in your neighborhood neighbor Chinatown is a little bit like this, I think too. In the you could literally a lot of Japanese uh, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> in Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they like each other. I don't think you know what they are. <laughs> I think you're just calling all Chinese oh. people. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, that's Chinese food in this platter. Japanese you know guy delivered. I mean. <laughs> uh, but I think that like when you live in a community like that where you don't you don't need to leave your community for really any reason. You work in your within a couple block radius. You all of your friends and neighbors are the same, you know, um, uh, race or religion as you. I don't I really don't think you ever consider the just the other. Yeah. Period. 
you know it goes to rich people i'm gonna bring rich this people, back to yes. Stephen ross yes yeah, yeah. uh thank Stephen you ross is, is, yeah. is, okay. <laughs> everybody Let's, give it up for justin for getting us out of this Ooh. List. Uh, Woo. Sweat. <laughs> anti-semitic rut that we were in Ooh, michael is jewish <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i think rich people are sort of the same way they are just people completely isolated from reality and they don't see anything wrong with like yeah we own the company but what's the big fucking deal you know what I mean? Like lots of companies. If you knew the political views of this, uh, of every company that you frequent in, you would be shocked. And I it's bet like, you he had an assistant or someone, an advisor that was like, I don't think this is a great idea. And he yeah. was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. He could have done this. I'm the fucking owner. I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. He could yeah. have done this through so many different ways in which he was not he, like he personally set this up it was like a a, a personal thing it was mm-hmm. like him it's inviting his project. rich friend yeah it was yeah. him inviting his rich friends to donate to trump he could have very easily had it set up a different way like create a super pack or create some some sort of fundraising thing where it's not directly related to him through his, it could have been through a shell company it doesn't have to be Stephen ross i, right. said, feel like I don't he's give a fuck old and he's getting to that age yeah. where he's like I don't care. This I got to secure my yeah. legacy. This is me. And yeah. I, I'm kind of with them. Fuck. No. Yeah, no. I mean, I, it's like the Seinfeld bit. Like, my grandmother doesn't, she doesn't look when she she backs out of the driveway. Yeah, right, <laughs> she just right. fucking goes. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> People are like diving out of the way, and she's like, ah, what's good? I was in Puerto Rico one time, and we were driving, and I was like, um, where's the. I, is this the beach or are we at the right spot? And she goes, hold on. She stops in the middle of traffic, comes to a complete stop in the middle of traffic and cars are just, just going around her. And she goes, this is, yeah, I make a left here. And she like (laughs) crossed three lanes from a dead stop because she doesn't give a fuck. We really should take their licenses away. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah, once you turn that's 51. That's also very Republican. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's I, I I can get behind that Republican uh, <laughs> uh, uh, talking point for mm. sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think that like, so it's an odd thing because I think I would assume based on this person's net worth that he's been Republican for a long time. Yes. Uh, and, and I feel like <laughs> Trump finally set him free. <laughs> it could be. But this could also just be a guy that has been, you know, all right. So, like, my first job in media was I produced Republican talk shows. I worked for Larry Kudlow, who now works for the president. I think he's, like, I don't, he's not the secretary of treasury, but he's close. Um, so you supported a Republican who supports Trump. I liked Larry a lot. We had wow. a good we had a good relationship. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I want everyone to unsubscribe to this podcast <laughs> right now. It was a good run. It was a good run. I'm gonna burn down my apartment. <laughs> but, uh, my whole point was gonna be that Larry has been, he worked for Reagan. He worked for um, uh, Bush, the Bush one a little bit. Like he's been a Republican forever. Yeah, and he's just fucking rich as hell. Mm-hmm. So he's never going to vote for the AOCs or the Bernies or the, the <laughs> those people yeah. who are like, you're going to give us 70% of your income because all these old white guys are going to be like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it doesn't matter how like we, we are peons people. We yeah. are, we, our tax bracket is well below people that would be throwing a Republican fundraiser. So th- I guess my, my, the thing is, is this more, is this even a story if Trump isn't the Republican that's in office? Is this a story if this is like a, a fundraiser no. for... No, it's not a story. I, I, it's, it's kind of hard to remember a time before Trump because I remember I went to a protest. I went to D.C. to protest Bush, b- the sequel. Yes. Um, 
big bush in the city. Uh, <laughs> you have another one? Another <laughs> clunker? Bush two. Even, wow, that's a lot of bush. <laughs> <laughs> bush two. 70s are back. That's Bush. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, These aren't please, crushing. Can please we move stop, on? Please stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus org. Uh, yeah, no. I, so I remember protesting in 2002, 2003. I, I think 2003, right before the Iraq war started, I pa- passionately protested because I, I thought, I was like, this guy's the fucking worst. There will be no worse U.S. president. I said I the words. I said too. the words yeah. thinking like, there's no one dumber who's going to start a war with a country we have nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. And when he's doing it for oil, oil equals blood. And I remember saying this. And now, looking back, you're like, oh, that sweet old man who yeah. does paintings of yeah, uh, yeah. dogs? He is. He's, what a lovely man. He really is treated now as if he's just this like sweet old he's man. He's like Reagan point like, two. Yeah. He's like, ah. Oh. He's like a meme because he's playing with like the uh, the the rain poncho yeah, at the yeah. inauguration. He's doing Michelle, Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yeah. He's, giving, he's giving candy to Michelle Obama. And you're like... You know, I thought he was a war criminal. He is a war criminal. <laughs> he is a war criminal. Well, every U.S. president's a war criminal. I, I, Obama is a war criminal. Yeah, uh, but sure, but not on the scale that George. You could be a. He worse. was assassinating U.S. citizens without trial. Okay, George W. Bush <laughs> destabilized an entire region of the planet. It's not my people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I am Republican. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I'm a Z. I try to like Aziz now. He needs another liberal Republican. Oh, fuck. Me too. How about him too? Get off me. Oh. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. And, and I, I, the other thing that I was going to bring up, and uh, I, dude, I remember when Trump was getting elected, like when it was like, when it was him and Hillary, and I was like, eh, who knows? Maybe, maybe Trump come in and shake things up. Maybe it'll be interesting. <laughs> Thinking that it might not be like, like the worst thing. Like, like yeah, maybe he's not as bad as people think he's gonna be. And then within like weeks, it was just Tiki like, torches. oh my fucking god, I yeah. cannot believe this guy is the president. People, good Dude, people yeah. on both sides. I can remember the first time. So when I was working at the radio station, uh, I my shift started on air at noon. So I remember going in, and every radio, every hour starts with a, a news report. Two minutes at the top of the hour. Ken Duffy who was the news guy at the time. I remember he's, he starts his report and it, the day after the inauguration, everybody's shocked and he, he starts his report. And for the first time I officially heard someone say president Trump, uh, start. And I remember, <laughs> I remember going, Oh my God, <laughs> he really won. <laughs> How what the fuck did this happen? <laughs> what did you think of Trump? Because you're not from New York, you're from uh, Michigan, Whiteshaven. Is that the name of the town? Whitesville. (laughs) What's the name? (laughs) Whitest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Mitt. You're from Michigan, right? I'm from Michigan. Yes. Uh, Northern, not well. The whitest place on earth is not Michigan because Detroit is. Oh uh, yeah, flat, yeah, right, Detroit, so. Detroit, yeah. yeah, Detroit, Rock uh, City. I so from New York, like a, I grew up in New York City, and mm-hmm. also like a, a suburb of New York City. So like people who grew up in the tri-state area. Trump has always been like a punchline yeah, of like yeah, this yeah. fucking guy. So like, if he ran for mayor, he wouldn't win. Yeah, if he ran for governor, he would not come close to winning. So the fact that the guy that we think is a joke even had a close of a chance to winning anything it was incredible. So like, what did you think of him leading up to? Uh, uh, he gives me PTSD. Like, he triggers my PTSD. Oh, really? Yeah, just his... I blocked him on everything so I don't get any news about him because yeah. it just immediately sends me into this trauma state. 
It's very strange. When I did my bike ride across the country, people's homes were painted with his face on the oh side. Oh, my God. There was just banners and trucks and just everything everywhere. I mean, when I was very turned on by the trucks, like in the guys with the knives and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that, I was like... <laughs> Mara loves a guy with a knife. I do. Yeah, she, she loves me. That's why, as a Puerto Rican, I'm kind of happy to hear that. There's no one here, Mr. Hitler. Uh, would, Get your knife. Do you mind me... Do you mind me asking, like, what specifically does it trigger? Like, does it remind you of someone you've dated, or? Uh, no, I. I mean, I'm victim of sexual assault, and just yeah. his energy feels like some an abuser. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's just like you're like I wouldn't ever feel safe in his company. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel pretty bad because I, um, I did dress up like Trump for this interview. <laughs> And I feel like a real piece of shit about you it. You look yeah. just like him. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Even that weird clump in the back of your pants. Well, you know, tucks into your butt crack. I it's shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's just so odd, man. It it really is crazy because he is going to win again. You I think so. Yeah, no, I, do. I can't. I no. think he's going to win again. Please let's not. Go I, on another bike ride across the country. I guarantee all of those Trump <laughs> flags are still I up. I know. Even I went to the Hamptons yeah. last week. There's and no it was one just... that passionate. About, like, Think of the other people running. Is there anyone that passionate about someone? No. The, I feel like the Democrats are doing this on purpose. Because when I saw the nominees, I was like... Oh, we're trying to throw this. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I I actually think the the person who's the dumbest might actually. I think Biden and a Kamala, a Kamala Harris ticket might actually have the best chance, only because Biden might get those people who are like, I don't know, Trump's really stepped over a line. Whereas I, I love think you Biden. Get, oh yeah, I, I he's fine by I me. I do think he's a. He's the a handsy monster. Yeah, he's just like a, sh- just a, sh- like a, a shill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something... He's he, He'd be a great uncle. Yeah, yeah he would. He's, he's just probably fun at the barbecue. Yeah. You know, bouncing kids on his lap and whatever. I don't want him to fucking he, run the country, no, I don't frankly. Either. But, <laughs> but like, if you really... I, I personally like uh, a lot of people who are not Joe Biden. Like, I... Yeah. I kind of... I like Bernie. I like uh, Elizabeth Warren's great. I know, I, but Bernie's got to get out of this race. Like stop. I think time will win. I, I think Bernie's not. Yeah, I think time will win and he'll die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. What's that's, what was, that's what I was getting at. But you just said it, which is nice. Uh, I don't know. I, I I I think if you get someone a little bit more extreme like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie, I think that will alienate a lot of people. But I I also thought if Bernie ran, I he I, I'm one of those Bernie bros who I'm like I think him and Trump were both extreme ends, and mm-hmm. I think he might have snatched up those like blue collar dudes well, in Ohio. Well, if he hadn't run as an independent, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I truly, I, we're on a coast. We are coastal elites. Mm-hmm. Not I don't a feel single elite, fucking person <laughs> in Nebraska is going to vote for Elizabeth Warren. No. No, no one is going to vote for her. No, like, this is the thing. Like, we a are. A law professor, a, a woman law professor. There's not enough not of her. Happen. Yeah, dude, Native I, American I, I, friends who are gonna. There is just <laughs> like, yeah, right. Tonka, oh, what? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Maybe she can win like like Wyoming or something. I just imagine her getting into Portland. a debate with Trump and him just oh, just getting mowed just, down. Just him being like, "Well, you want some wampum with that?" And just uh, you know, smoke a yeah. peace pipe when you have a plant. Like just him razzing dude, her. Do you yeah. remember the la- one of the last debates? He brought all of the the Clinton sex accu- <laughs> accusers. <laughs> <laughs> to the debate and, and sat them in the front row. It's incredible. He, he will do anything. Yeah, he really will do it. I think he would I do an entire so debate in war paint. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That wouldn't shock me at all. If you did an entire thing in war paint, if you look like Chief Wahoo from the Cleveland Indians, yeah. <laughs> the entire... The most racist. <laughs> just the most racist image ever. He it would do the entire me. thing. It would not shock entire me at all. Entire debate is that. But here's the thing. Like this whole... The election that is, that's going to be coming up, I, I really think that the people on the coasts are... Severely underestimating how how much more pissed off regular white people are. Like regular white people in the in like the flyover states, they're mad. They're getting more mad because like I think it's this like vicious cycle. Because I think that all of this crazy like domestic domestic terrorism is happening, where these white guys are going in and shooting up, you know, uh, San Antonio and mm-hmm. and Dayton and all these places, uh, which just happened. But I think the cycle is that, like, the media machine is is starting to just blame white guys for shit. And I think white guys that aren't here, even some that are here, but, like, white guys that aren't, like, in New York and, like, in Brooklyn and, like, wearing skinny jeans or in San Francisco or whatever are just like, fuck you. Fuck you, man. I'm voting for him again. We Fuck you. founded this country, bro. Yeah. I really... We fucking made it. The, the white European male made it the way it is. Dude, I really think that if you get out of the city... Like, I, listen, I was with a, a bunch of guys at this bachelor party uh, that we talked about briefly earlier. Uh... Guys from New Jersey, 17-year-old, mostly white guy. It's not 17-year-old. It was weird you hanging out with 17-year-old. I, I was like, Michael. And they're getting married? <laughs> 30, 17, 30-year-old white guys. Oh, and I I, oh. there were some Trump people in that yeah. in that mix. And they're here. They're not like... They're, they're 30 miles from New York City. And they're like... They're voting for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the thing. I, I really I really think it is being so underestimated because we're in rarefied air where we're like talking to people who are like the three of us are all anti-Trump, but it's I also just the think three that people in the room, you know? Those are the people that will go and vote also. I feel like not a lot of people really go and represent and vote. Totally. Yeah, I think you're They're 100% like so right. So many so, such a high percentage of women voted for Trump of the people that voted. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the people didn't vote. You're like you have to go. Yeah, especially go. like a spe- especially if you're in a state where it's like up for grabs. Like New York, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, but it's if, if you're like honest, honestly, like local elections, sure. But the national election, like you don't just fucking sit back, guys. But if you're in like an Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, you, yeah, Florida. you have to vote. You, you, you really to have go. to. Yeah. I might go register in one of those states. Wow. Go for it. You're going to have to move there, <laughs> I think. So I hope you like Mar- uh, Ohio. America, you, you registered in uh, Ocala, Florida, but you've been dead for 20 years. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm coming out. It's important. <laughs> I'm coming out oh, to man. support. <laughs> it sounds like the guy Look, does that I SNL. So she's yeah. a made <laughs> Uh, well, Mara, uh, do we have anything else on this on Public Enemy Number One? Uh, Stephen, Stephen Ross, Ross. Uh, Mantis, I love you. Um, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Mara, plug whatever you'd like. Oh, uh, my podcast. Where can we catch you? What's the name of your podcast that I would love to be a guest on? Happy Never After. You were a guest. No, I w- it, it was cut. I was not on it. You know what? Uh, Blame girls gotta eat. Wow, <laughs> girls gotta eat. We're coming for them. I know. I, uh, I yeah. Anyway, uh, happy never after. I would love to have you on. Then we can talk about how we fucked once. Uh, <laughs> no, it was yeah. like four times. Oh, it was four times four over. Times yeah, over a few hours. Hour uh, I kept waking up drunkenly having sex. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> classic, classic times. 
Somebody called me trash on one of my reviews. I disagree. (laughs) 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 Mr. Hitler, I'm not trash. (laughs) Anyway, they're hiding underneath the floorboards. (laughs) There they are right there. Go get (laughs) Get your Shana while you're at it. (laughs) She's trying to run. Uh. (laughs) Happy Never After. It's about life after divorce. Uh, Relationships in general. Yes. And uh, where can we find you on Twitter and Instagram? At Mara Merrick. Alliteration. Well, Mara, thank you so much for being with us. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. You can find me at Mike Coscarelli. You can find me at the Fartbox on Instagram and <laughs> at Justin Perez on Twitter. And if you got a question or a comment for the show, you can email us uh, thewhippedboys at gmail.com. <laughs> That's all one word. Am I right about that? Yeah, sadly, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can send an email there. Is that we'll an be old checking email? it. <laughs> Uh, it was an email that I think we thought was funny, but now we regret it. Yeah. It yeah. should have just been something like Mike and Justin at yeah. Gmail. <laughs> we might change it in the future. But yeah. for now, right the now, whipped the whipped boys. boys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Please leave us a five-star review. It, it definitely helps. And uh, we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Yeah, we're friends with Corinne Fisher. We're friends with Corinne Fisher. That's right. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>